Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Hi, everyone. How you doing? We're not talking about the election or anything like that. No. Um, we're not talking about... I'm off, staying off classy, sir. So you got your Stay Classy Flyer shirt on today. I did. Why not? That's a famous famous moment. Um, those who don't don't know what that's about, um, last year I think it was last year, was it? Yeah, it was, yeah. the Flyers. <laughs> they gave remember they gave out the wristbands. Yeah. And during during the um, playoff first playoff game, and um, what is going on? Sorry, I got a weird text. Um, okay, sorry. Um, no, there's something might I may have to run for a second. There might be actually actually a um a little breaking trade here, but we'll. Well, we, we did have a transaction that I guess is worth mentioning. Emerson Edom got claimed by by his old team, uh, the Anaheim Ducks, off of waivers from one of the worst teams, the Vancouver Canucks. So it was a little strange. but uh, Edom's got some issues. I mean, he, he still has speed, but he, um, he he really can't finish. And his defensive play is okay. Like he just you, – you're, you're wanting more when you see him. That's the problem. Yeah, but I mean, I think – if you look at the 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 construction of the Anaheim roster, there, I mean, he would probably fit in there with the in a third or fourth line role. Um, you know, they, they they have a guy like Mason Raymond around, and you know, they're you know Chris Wagner is sort of like one of those four A type of players. Hey, but here I go back to this: you can put him in a third or fourth line role, but don't expect to get any points out of him. So now you're just you're putting in a guy who's just going to keep moving the puck. This, but this, this is, and, and I know, that, I know that when you did your uh, predictions for the Pacific, you had Anaheim relatively low. Yeah. This is where the, this is where the downslide of the Anaheim organization is prevalent. If you look at two years ago, their bottom six guys were Maroon, Valeski, Palmieri, and now none of those, none of those guys are there, and they're all having success someplace else. So they're they're scrambling around for you know third fourth line guys to fill fill the gap, and that's well. It's also because of the core making so much, right? Yes, because you had to pay Perry and you had to pay Getzloff eight, and you had to pay uh, uh, Kessler almost seven, and that's the reason. Another reason why I think they're hesitating about paying Lindholm what he's expecting. I mean, Lindholm is going to expect to get. Essentially, what Ristolainen and, and Seth Jones got, which is around five and a half million dollars. Yeah, Edom got fifteen points in fifty-eight games. He was a combined minus twelve. I mean, he, he is a defensive liability. It's just, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got to get going because we have eight eight teams today. We got to stop pretty much right at one, correct? Yeah. Oh no, no, we can go over. It's just, hey, if the washer guy comes, then I hang up. Okay. No, no problem. Cool, cool, cool. We can go over. All right, good, good. Yep. So we appreciate you guys watching us um, earlier today. Um, my clock, I did order another one of those. Um, 35 bucks on Amazon. And uh, it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Um, this one, I, I still can't. I've tried to figure out what the heck happened. It's, uh, it's I have fantastic. no idea. It's just never right. Well, the one thing, yeah, the one, and it, and it goes back in time. 
We know what happened. Panda attacked that camera. That's what happened. Yeah, that's what you would think, right? Something like that? I know. Maybe it was that dog back there behind me. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it's, it's funny. You know, clocks like that, they have every time it flips through, it has like four different ones, you know, like, yeah. um, so it's not, so I think one of those got lost or something. And it, so it goes through this weird thing where it goes back in time. So anyway, that's where we're at with that. Even so the broken clock that's right twice a day is not that clock. Yeah. People used to say that was me, by the way, you know, they used to, I remember that, that, that was an old Eklund cut. Yeah. And they used to say, Oh, you know, even a bloke, broken clock is right once in a while. This one is right. Like once a day, but not you Eklund. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna make it two fourteen now and see what happens. Um, even though it's only twelve fourteen, see what happens after that. But I think the I think the minutes will be right. That's why I did it. So I think the minutes are right. All right, but we'll see what happens with the other one. All right, let's start the show here. Ready? Uh, Jillian's gonna be joining us, by the way, as a surprise okay. guest. I just spoke with her. So oh, good. Gonna jump in. Uh, Kevin Allen was didn't know he was on today. <laughs> that was He's a mix up. So there you go. Mix up between Mike and I. Where we both thought we both talked to him. All right. Anyway, that's my fault probably because. Hey, and to the end, it's always my vote. <laughs> All right, here we go. You said it. I didn't. <laughs> That's the fun of being the boss, having it at your website. You're accountable at the end, right? Here we go. All right. Hello, Hockey World. It's Thursday, October 13th, 2016. I'm Austin. Ma oh, excuse me. I'm Michael. <laughs> I'm Russ Cohen from Sportsology. And I'm Eklund, and I'm amazed, I have to say. Um, you're watching the Hockey Buzzcast on HockeyBuzz.com. And yes, before we do our preview of the Metro Division, we do have to talk about that. Um, obviously, that incredible performance by Austin Matthews. Um, if you didn't have him on uh, on DraftKings, what was wrong with you? That's all I can say. I, I don't um, get that. I we even said, yeah. we oh. said he was going to have a good game. We didn't know about this. But we said, hey, he's going to be a terror for a couple of games Oh, himself. yeah, he's going to be right. And, you know, even though he's only playing with uh, on the third line and he's playing with um, arguably NHL slash AHL players and he's playing with a, um, you know, in a, in a different situation, you knew that he was going to come out crazy. Only 13.9%. And by the way, I, I came the closest I've ever come last night to winning 50 bucks on DraftKings. You know what? You know when I lost it? So I was, in the, I, was in this, I was in this thing and, you know, it's so a 500 people. You pay five bucks and the first 50 get 50 bucks. I'm like, that sounds like a cool thing. I'll take that. So you lost it when you Brian Elliott is his goalie. Well, I had Jonathan quick. That really yeah. killed me. Okay. okay. But even then I was still, I was still in 39th place okay. with two minutes left to go in the Edmonton game. And I'm like, this is great. I'm in great shape. The Everly scoring that empty net goal knocks me to 53rd oh. place. <laughs> Everly's empty netter knocks me out of the money. Unbelievable. Really, truly unbelievable. Anyway, but let's talk about Matthews. Yeah. Um, holy cow. Just, uh, you know, I think, you know, he was he, he enjoyed – we all just enjoyed watching it, including his teammates who mm -hmm. really did that mostly of the night, <laughs> most yeah. of the night watching him. I mean, he was really, he was really staggering. Um, and, my gosh, you know, Mike, I mean, this is – it's just – I mean, as a, Leafs, as a, as a long-suffering Leafs fan – I can't imagine, you know, how, how great that game felt. Well, the, I mean, I was watching the game with a longer-suffering Leaf fan, my older brother, and you know, the thing was he was extremely impressed, and he was, you know, stunned at how good Matthews was. But in the end, he was saying, can we win the game? And, you know, that's the thing. I mean, this team, 
is going to have some impressive yeah. individual performances, but there, you know, there are a lot of things that need to go right for for them to win games. But I mean, not not over, uh, you know, not yeah. underest or, or you know, not overshadowing. I mean, Matthews was incredible. Now the thing is, he played. You know, I, I, Nylander is an NHL player, and Zach Hyman is well liked by Mab- Mike Babcock. So that that's a line yeah. that's going to work. And the thing was. They had Kadri matched up against the Broussard line. They had Bozak and Van Riemsdyk matched up against the number two line. So Matthews is going to p- provide a matchup problem for teams because right now they're matching up him up against third line, third line centers. <laughs> for one game. Let's just say this right now. Like <laughs> at this point, well, but, but I think that, that doesn't what, matter what line Matthews is on. It's right. the number one line. Okay, that's like I, right? I, I grant your point, but the thing was the thing was was that and you saw it in the in the, in the the end of the game, he it was a three three on three in overtime, and you know he turned the wrong way and admitted it. And then one of the things, one of the most impressive things. Are you guys yeah. still talking about Austin Matthews eighteen minutes in? Yeah, well, we just started. started. Uh, okay, I was like, I gotta be a bearer of bad news and say eighteen minutes. You know, and Jillian, your microphone is clipping. It's, it's. Oh my god! No, your whole thing. Yeah, maybe log in and out for a second. Yeah. Um. Sorry. Thanks. The, the one of the most impressive things. I mean, he was phenomenal offensively. He was conscientious defensively. But the thing I it, I was impressed with the most is after the game. Yeah. After he was on the ice for the tourist goal, and he, he admitted he says it was 100% my fault. He turned the wrong way. Yeah. And and tourist scored the winning goal. And you know he has the maturity at 19 years old to admit. It was my mistake. Oh, he could have been like, oh, I scored four goals. It was the greatest thing ever. No, he admitted that he made a mistake. And I'm telling you, that will earn, earn uh, uh, you know, credit from his teammates and from his coach and from the organization. But he, yeah. it was phenomenal. It was, it was an incredible yeah, effort. an incredible performance. I mean, and that second goal where he goes through one, one on five through the entire Senators. Yeah. That shows why the Senators might be the last place team in that division because they still do not understand the concept of defense. Yeah, their defense is is awful. Oh, yeah, their defense is going to take a while to develop for sure. It's, it's, not, it's bad. It's um, not going to start off bad. I'll okay, now, this. Jillian, go ahead and speak for a second. Can you hear me now? Sound wonderful. Okay, go Thank ahead. Hey. I'll unmute yeah. myself just in case. Thank you for no, joining. You're good. You're good. Great. The only thing, the only thing I was going to say is for all, for a lot of people that kept asking me last year, hey, is he really the number one pick? Are you sure he's the number one pick? You know, yeah. some other outlets that may have flipped yeah. for a little while. This is why when I tell people, if if my mind is made up, it's not always, not every draft's that way, but my yeah. mind was made up. And and yeah. so, and this is why, I, you know, you could see everything. It's just, he didn't do anything in this game that he doesn't normally do. He just did more of it. Right? Yeah, and I mean... I, I did want to tweet out last night, you know, Patrick, uh, you know, they really should have taken Patrick line. I was, I was going to do that just for fun, but yeah, there's no question. Well, well, don't, don't worry. Peter, Peter Tessier basically was tweeted out line or, or, you know, he tweeted out something about Matthews and I, and I said, line a is better said no one tonight. Well, yeah. Um, and as I was writing my preview today for the Metro division, I got to Zach Rowinski, who I've talked about as one of my favorite players coming in this year. And I'm like, yeah. you know, he could be a Calder candidate, but you know, maybe not, you know, just well, like, <laughs> <laughs> the thing that was most interesting last night, not only the response from like reporters like Elliot Friedman and Chris Johnston, and you know me watching the game and responding to this, was yeah. the response of of other players. And Jillian wrote about it this morning. Yeah, I mean, really good article. The you know guys like Mike Modano, Timu Solani, yeah, uh, Paul Bissonnette. And the, the funniest, the funniest one was former Leaf Fraser McLaren, who said four goals. 
I, so I'm like, no, no problem. I only scored four goals in my entire career. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's hilarious. I mean, you know, so the funny thing is, not not funny. I mean, it was obviously uh, it was my wife's Jewish. We were having this Yom Kippur break the fast dinner, and it started at six thirty. And um, so I was like, yeah, people are, you know, they're breaking the fast at 630 and the uh, NHL season starts 35 minutes after that. I said, that's awesome. So I've got, you know, with family and everything. That's why I've got my little phone, you know, and I'm checking the checking the score. And, you know, I see, you know, one nothing Matthews, you know, two, two Matthews, three, three, you know, Matthews. It's just it was crazy. So I, and I only saw the fourth goal live. It's the only one I got to see live. But I'm oh, my gosh. Yeah, just I mean, just Still, astonishing. Brilliant. It, you know, you, I know you wrote about this. I mean, the response was pretty overwhelming. Yeah, and it wasn't just uh, like hockey players or hockey fans. It was a lot of people who just are fans of sports. Because that's when I look at my Twitter feed and like yeah. people that I follow, it's not just hockey, which is part of what you get when you follow me. Is that it's not just hockey, so it's not everybody's appeal. But it was just the sports world reacting to him, which I yeah. thought was really impressive. Um, a lot of my friends who are soccer fans had commented to me, which is why I tweeted out about him being the equivalent to USA's uh, Christian Pulisic. So there's people are making like big comparisons with him. I mean, it's, it's taking over the sports world, which is what I think is really cool. Which is is great for him. There is one thing. So I I watched a little bit of the the midday show and, and I do have an issue with what Nick Caprio said because he was like, well, look, you know, he's not McDavid. He doesn't have that third or fourth or fifth year. And I'm like, wait a minute. Here's the thing about this. <laughs> I want to explain this one one last time. I do think Connor McDavid is better. I don't know if Connor McDavid is going to have a better career. It's too early for both of them. For all yeah, we know, Austin Matthews could have more more goals and, and McDavid more points. The idea is Matthews is just below McDavid, and people still seem to be having a hard time with it because they always want to say, well, McDavid's the best, and then – you know, and it's like just give it a little. It time. The elephant in the room. Why do people want to? Why is that an issue? Like, why are people? Oh, there's all, a, there's a, there's an obvious issue. It's a, Can- it's a Canadian versus American thing. Okay, okay. that's what I thought. It's, it's but a, I just a, want to make sure. Yeah, that's definitely it. I mean, because we've seen this before. I mean, this is. It's a very. I mean, here is an incredible irony to the fact that you know Austin Matthews is an American saving the Toronto Maple Leafs, but you know it's, it's just. It's a very parochial thing, and then and, and yeah. I. And I I, I, I tweeted out something very tongue-in-cheek, but I try I, I backed up the point. I, I guess I said something uh, like uh, this. I guess this backs up the, the dictum from Don Cherry that no good player doesn't come from the OHL or from the GTA. And so yeah. and I, got a, I got a little pushback from some fans, and I'm like, okay, my point is that hockey, good hockey players come from everywhere, even right. from Canada. Shea yeah. Weber and Carey Price came from BC. Jonathan Taves is from Winnipeg. Yep. Uh, Nathan McKinnon and uh, and uh, and Sidney Crosby come from Nova Scotia. It's not exclusive. There are a lot of great players that come from Toronto, and I, you know, you know, I'm a big backer of, of the GTA and from the and the OHL. But the thing is, they come from everywhere, and they even come from Arizona. Yeah, so, GTA is is um is actually stands for, stands for Greater Toronto Area. So um. Just for those of you. This also plays into my narrative that I hate people talking about like traditional hockey markets and stuff like that. <laughs> I really hate that narrative because it, it takes away it detracts from the sport. It takes away from the sport that we love and that it can only be successful in places where ice happens in the winter. Like that's right. No, you're you're a hundred percent right. And I mean I really, really agree with you. And I've always been that's that's been one of my rallying cries as long as I've been doing this. I mean, I've been, you know, I've been down in Nashville, I've been Arizona I've been I've been all these places to try to like you know prove that yeah hockey does work in different spots and it doesn't have well, to be there. 
Yes, right now Austin Matthews is an exception, coming from Arizona being that great. But that doesn't mean that consistently decent players. They don't have to be the number one overall. Right, oh, it doesn't, right, doesn't have to be phenomenal. Right. I mean, yeah. look at Shane Goss's here, Florida. You know, like there's all different kinds yeah. of players. You know, they're, and there's all, they're all from all over the place. And as you go, as we go here, there's going to be more and more and more and more, which is great. And that is what why the NHL. It is the other thing that people just don't seem to get about there being teams in places like Phoenix and Florida. Um, is that you know when you have teams there, you have kids there who are playing hockey, and then you get better players and you get a better league. It takes a while sometimes. It can take a it can take you know twenty years, but it it matters. It does matter. Well, I want to make a point. Um, people, the, the so we all know hockey isn't it doesn't get the same coverage in major sports media, and like a lot of hockey fans, I feel like are a little bit self conscious of that. Sometimes myself included. But it's a funny narrative that we have this non-traditional hockey market. To me, yeah. taking that away, if we take away that narrative, it's almost like taking away the narrative from Philadelphia that we're horrible fans. And who yeah. are we? What are we? What do we do then? It's our whole identity. <laughs> right. That part. There is that part for me. Here's something, there is, and that's, here's that's, that's, that's very here's true. Something, and, here's something that's stunning. Um, how many games do you think Connor McDavid will be on NBC Sports Network this year? Here's the answer. Big zero. How many games will Austin Matthews be on either NBC or on NBCSN this year? The, the, the game on January 1st. That is an atrocity because you want yeah. to sell your, your top young players and give them you know, exposure. And because one plays in Edmonton and one plays in Toronto, they're not. Yeah, I don't get that, especially because there are so many fans of the Maple Leafs in America even, you know, and, and I'll, I'll say this. I mean, and Eck, you were around just as long as I am. I'm a little older than you, but not quite as long as you were. I know, I know. I know. We didn't have to get that technical, but mm -hmm. anyhow, yeah. um, <laughs> cable was really just sort of getting into it when, when hockey was like big for me, but it's now huge. And Wayne Gretzky wasn't hidden from, from a complete You're right. market or a complete, you know, like the United States, a complete area like that. He wasn't. And and this almost feels like these guys are. Like, it's just like, well, we can watch them in Canada anytime we want. But you guys in the States, well, you know, when you, when we feel like letting you. I get a feeling that we're going to see some games added for these guys this year. Because well, I think they, the, I don't know. They I can. Hope. They can. Well, uh, John, John Shannon, who we all know and who's worked for Hockey in Canada and worked for yeah. the NHL, has said that there is flexibility for NBC yeah, uh, to, add, to add games in, I think, on Tuesday and uh, like other we other weekend nights. But well, we um, got to put pressure on them to do it. And then. the weekends, I mean, and, and we've seen it before. We've seen them. We've seen them take games out, you know, and weekends. But they're, but they're they're locked in on their NBC schedule. They're locked in on the Wednesday night schedule, and all we're gonna see is. Boston, New York, Chicago, Philadelphia, over and over again until we get sick, and Pittsburgh until we get sick and tired of seeing it. So yeah. I think that's doing a disservice to the league, especially McDavid is going. You know, if, if McDavid stays healthy, he's going to be an incredible player. And you know, it's one game, so let's not go too nuts about Austin Matthews. But if he's going to be as good as he was last night, then he's somebody that the league needs to promote. And that that means not only being on, on TV, but yeah, TV in the United States. If he hits the 200 goal mark this year, oh, um, that will be impressive. I will really be. It'll be something. Actually, that was another thing that Mike made fun of yesterday was people trying to do the math on this. Well, like, I was the first one who did that. Thanks. Oh, it was you? Okay, I couldn't remember who it was. 
Well, what I what I what I said was Austin, you know, Austin, Austin Matthews. Had, he he made a nice back check on a on a breakaway, and I says he's trying to make up for the fact that he's in a slump. He's only hasn't scored in sixteen minutes. Yeah, I mean, I figured it out, and we had two goals in the first in the first period that that would work out to correlate over the whole season, four hundred and ninety two goals. And I said that's you know that's four hundred ninety two goals over the course of the season. So there you have it. Anyway, let's continue. Let's get on to the let's get on to the predicting, shall we? Through the metro, we appreciate Jillian for jumping in. Thanks so much. Yes, thanks. Really, we should thanks. Play. Literally, she was vacuuming before she got on, and so we really. Yeah, it's my vacuum. That's where I have it right now. Oh, that's your vacuum. Yeah. <laughs> that always looks good in the vacuum. I don't know. You pick up. I can move thing. it. Do you want me to move it? I'm moving. No, 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 no. I, I like it. I have no idea. I had no idea what it was to be well, honest. Yesterday, yesterday we could. She was probably reading the Dune series before because she had all these, the, the, all the. Books, the Frank Herbert Dune game. Uh, uh, Where? Uh, they were on your bookshelf yesterday. I saw it's that. Like a third <laughs> shelf. I haven't, I haven't moved at all. They're right there, right there. Right there. Right there, right there. I like, like pointing. I like Russ. I like Russ pointing to the screen. He's like, yeah, they're right there. I know your bookshelves better than you do. <laughs> Listen, I have moved this bookshelf four times in my life. I know it pretty damn well. Have you read all the Dune books? No, those are John's. Okay, yeah, I figured. Not, 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 not that you wouldn't read Dune books, but that's that's. I don't know but many girls reading Much less impressive. These are mine. Do you want to see it? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, okay. I also like how there's a fallen Phil Kessel behind her too. Like you can see that. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, he's got a Mets hat on him. I have a very small apartment. What do you want me to say? It's all good. It's all good. expensive. Here are my books. I have Soccer Name, <laughs> of Sport. It's really boring. We need to do the, we need to do the, do the previews. Let's go. Come on. That's awesome. I love it. This is fantastic. The Anthropology of Soccer Soccer was it called? Soccernomics, Gaming the World, Rooting for the Home Team, Sport Ethnography, Inside Page Contact. Okay, <laughs> Come on. These are my current readings. And you know what's way. funny? Because your whole outfit today, you kind of have that, like, you know, that bookmobile woman <laughs> type thing going on with your glasses. You really look like you should be. You should be. I should be, like, asking you for, for like, the latest copy of, like, Oh, the Places You Go or something. I don't even know if they have a bookmobile anymore. There book, you go. Bookmobile? Okay. Uh, All right, Mike. No, 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 no. no. I, need, I need to give you back this book that I took in eighth grade. Here. There you go. There you go. All right. <laughs> that's the old right. elementary school library cover on it, Mike. That's pretty good. Metro Division. Um, all right, Metro Division. We're going to rip through this, okay, guys? Um, this one should be easy peasy. All 18. <laughs> um, <laughs> I will start. I will start today because I always get I always get criticized for going last because they say, oh, you're just trying to figure it out. Well, no, that's not the case, but I'm just letting others go. Anyway, here we go. Number eight for me is the Carolina Hurricanes. I hate to do that to them. I hate to do it to anybody. Um, and there's a reason that Bob McKenzie is so popular because he never makes predictions. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I know that, you know, you hate to do this about um, teams, but listen, I said, like I said here, the Carolina Hurricanes were not a bad team last year. I like, I like, like Ajo, I like Falk, I like Hannafin, I like Teravainen. I like a lot of their good players that are coming up. I like where they're going. I think that what's interesting about the bottom two teams and in this division for me, um, and I'll throw them together because I kind of put them together, is the Devils, number seven. Um, so the seven and eight, I have Devils in Carolina. I think both of these teams are building the right way. They're both... They're both building slowly, um, and they're both building properly, and no one is trying to, like the Devils in the past have tried to the get-rich-quick-fix thing before, but this, of course, isn't isn't, isn't Lou Lamorello's Devils, so this is um, the Devils from now. So that's my eight and actually my seven. <laughs> so, so uh, Russ. Yes, 
Russ. I'll do my eight, and that's Carolina Hurricanes as well. Okay. I I do think adding Sebastian Ajo is going to help. I think another year of Hannafin is going to help. I think Skinner staying healthy is going to help. I think a lot of things are going to help them, but I just think right now they probably are going to lack defense, and that's going to be the biggest thing. We'll see if Ryan Murphy can do something to sort of help that along. He's going to get another crack at, at really reviving his career. And so we'll see. We'll see how it goes, but, yeah, I've got them there. Mike? Uh, my number eight is the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, I'm, I'm depending on Sergei Bobrovsky to has, have his typical uh, injury in about uh, late late October or early November, and he'll be out for about 40 games. Um, I, you know, the fact is this team has no number one center. Uh, they they have some talent up front, but not a, not a ton. Their their strength is on the blue line with a young guy like Warinsky, with Murray, with Seth Jones. Uh, but if Bobrovsky stays healthy, they could definitely not finish in eighth, but he usually does. So that's where and and we know that Tortorella will be, you know, maybe could be a train wreck there. Um, so hmm. I, I, I'm picking them to go eighth. It's very possible, Mike. I um, love following Mike because I don't have to say anything because I have the Columbus Blue Jackets and that. You and Mike are on the same line yesterday we too. We are. We're right? simpatico here, Jillian. Yeah. And we did preview all these teams, guys. We did all we did preview all these teams earlier in the year. Uh, not I mean just a month, a couple weeks ago, <laughs> but we did preview these teams before we started doing. So we, if you really want in depth stuff, you can go back and check out some of the old podcasts too. But we'll we'll get into them, I'm sure, as well. But yep, yeah, okay. So you've got eight. All right. So that's Columbus. All right. So then. I already did your seven, so we should. My seven, yes. My seven is the New Jersey Devils, like I said, and um, all the. And I do want to again point out good words for Shiro. And I also think that you know Schneider might be the best goalie in the division, but at the end of the day, uh, and that's a hard, that's a big statement, I know, because there's there's three goalies in this division that are really, or four that are really good, actually. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna go, but I got the Devils at seven. Um, and I know Jillian, you have Devils at seven, right? No, I don't. No. I have them in one spot better. I have the Hurricanes, actually. <laughs> I don't think the Devils are as bad as many people. I thought for your relationship's sake that you would have to put them here, but that's okay. Go ahead. No, for relationship sake, shake, sake, I need to put them a little higher. I need yeah, I know. On his good side, so um, <laughs> I have I have the Carolina Hurricanes. I. I, again, I like what all of these bottom teams are doing. They're just not yeah. there yet. And please forgive me a minute. My dog is barking because he's on the couch. So hold on. I see him. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Russ. Yeah, seven. I did want to point out Ryan Murphy's now out three to four weeks. So that's another problem oh, for Lord. Carolina. I'm going to go Columbus. <clears throat> Columbus right now, yes, we're always going to worry about the health of Bob. Bob played great in the World Cup. I hope he continues it for the regular season. I. Uh, I think Columbus has still issues on their lines. Like Wenberg's still their number one center. Right. That's still an issue. So I think that's a problem. They've sent, you know, Pierre Luc Dubois back. He's going to learn how to be a center in, in juniors. That's fine. But that's going to yeah. sort of weaken them a little for this year. Their defense is a little better. There's no question about it. Zach Wierenski is going to help. I have him as the ninth or tenth guy for in the Calder race. And But I think John Tortorella is going to probably hold him back because yeah. – I don't know if he'll get on the power play. I don't know how much, how many minutes he'll get. Like, that's going to be an issue. You know, John Tortorella will still play the Scott Hartnells and Brandon Dubinsky's to death. And I think, yeah. ultimately, I think that's going to be the worst thing for that team because it'll be the thing that keeps them afloat early, but I also mm -hmm. think it'll be the thing that that kills them later. I could, I could buy that. Mike? Uh, Carolina, number seven for me. 
Um, I like their forwards better than Columbus, uh, especially the young guys like Lindholm. Uh, they bring in Ajo. They add Teravainen from the uh, from the Blackhawks in the deal. I, I, Falk is a great defenseman, and Hannafin is is up and coming. I just think Bill Peters gets more out of that team, maybe less talent, maybe or equal talent than Tortorella will get out of Columbus. So I, I pick them seventh. Interesting, interesting. All right, so we know Jillian has the Devils at six. Okay. But uh, Jillian, what are, and your thoughts on the Devils? Why you have the Devils at six? I mean, we did we did a pretty in depth preview on yeah, that. Um, I mean, I, I like their goaltender. Like, I don't trust that Bob won't be. Yeah. Won't be. I I, I trust that he gets hurt. Uh, so I do like the <laughs> Devils goaltending. I just don't think they have the offense there. They they're yeah. not they're not there yet. Right. They they're just there's not going to be. And I think it's a shame because Snyder is not going to win as many games as he could. He's a great goalie. Yeah. But he doesn't have the team in front of him right now. They have that one piece that pains every Flyers fan, which is a great goalie, but <laughs> they don't have the scoring power right now. Yeah, I know, I know. And every time I pick the Devils to do poorly, they end up doing really well. So Devils fans can take heart that I picked them at seventh because they'll that means they're my playoff team for sure. I picked them to make the playoffs last year and they didn't. I I just I'm all over the place the Devils. I go back and forth and and they go back and forth opposite of me every year. So here we go again. Um Mike, sixth? Yeah, I have, I have the Devils sixth. Um, I like I like the the additions at forward. You know, Taylor Hall is is gonna probably you know be their leading scorer. You know, Zajac and Camilleri, Paul Mary. Um, you know, they bring they bring they add a PA Parento off of waivers. They got some young guys like Zaka who I think could could you know blossom very quickly. Um, the defense is what kills them. I, I, it's not deep. It's not uh, you know. There's some youngsters there like Severson, but there's not a ton of quality. And they're probably going to have to add uh, either in free agency or trade uh, in the next couple of years to, to get up there. And Schneider is great, but he can't do it all by himself. So I, I think they're going to be in the race for, for the, the last wild card. But you know, I, I, I just don't think they have enough unless Ray Shiro at the deadline goes out and acquires players. So I, I have them sixth in the division. Yeah. He might rest. I have him sixth also, but I, I do like the where they're going. Santini did make the team. Uh, boy, I, I still a little weak on defense, though. We have to say yeah. Brandon Gormley made the team, and so we'll see if he gets some power play time. He does have a heck of a shot. Defense could be a little better. Offense is, is pretty good. I mean, they do have Camilleri. I think Bo Bennett will add something. Uh, Palmieri was terrific. I think Parento will add something. We know that's, you know – Pavel Zaka will add a lot, and Taylor Hall will add a lot. So I think I think they could be in it until the trading deadline, and I think that's their goal. Right. Be in it until the trading deadline, and then let's make a big trade and get one of those defensemen. I think if they did that, they could shake up the uh, the Metro. So I haven't been sixth right now, but they could definitely go higher. Great. Yeah, they're the one team perhaps of these – I mean, because it's funny because I have Columbus at six. Okay, so we all have the same three teams, six, seven, eight. Yeah. Um, Columbus, New Jersey, Carolina, just in different orders. Um, I have Columbus at six just because I think that this is a better team than they've shown the last couple years. I think that they can, I think that they will improve and I really like their defense. Like I said, with Rinsky, it will be, will be a real battler. Um, if, if Bobrovsky goes crazy again, they're in the playoff race. If he doesn't, they're not. And that's basically what it comes down to. Right. So I think he's going to be better than usual, but not as good as a Vezina year that he had before. So. One quick thing about New Jersey. We know that they're a budget team, but the thing is, if they are in the race at the deadline, they have the ability to put Clo Savard on on long-term injury and open up about 
five, six million dollars in cap space. So if, yeah. there, if there's a chance of making the playoffs, they have the flexibility to go out and add players. So that that gives them some of an advantage. You know, they'll be hard to play against. Like guys like Merrill and Santini are tough guys, and yeah. they could really, you know, just cause problems just for making it not. They're going to be a team that's not easy to play against. You might beat them. But you're going to know you played the New Jersey Devils, and I think that's what the best thing I could say about them is. I think they're the Joffrey Lupo of the Metro Division. Um, yeah. Is what I want to say. Like, they're, I, they're, I think that, that we can count on them for that, though. Like, I think yes. that they're going yeah. to be very reliable in that regard. Oh, they have been our entire lives. I mean, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, very true. I mean, that's what they—that's the story of this team, right? That's that's where they've been. So, <laughs> so now we get to the top five, and this is like okay, all five of these teams made the playoffs last year, and this is where this whole thing gets interesting because. You know, what's funny about this, I wrote this today. In order for a team to rise up, one of those bottom three teams to rise up, you know, one of these five have to fall down. So, and I think that is why my number five, my number five is the Rangers. And I think that, I think a lot of people are putting the Rangers there. And I think it's not fair. And I am, I'm sitting there saying myself that I put them there too. But the more I think about it, the more, you know, I still, I'm still putting them there because I think the other four teams are better than them. But at the same time, you know, everyone has everyone's looking for that one team that's going to fall out, so the other teams could rise up. And everyone's saying, "Well, it's got to be the Rangers, right?" Because the Islanders, Flyers, Penguins, and Capitals are all, you know, think moving in one direction. The Rangers are sort of have been a very good team, and so they have to be moving down. I don't think they really are moving down. I just think they're maybe not moving as forward as much as everyone else. And I think that that's why I'm putting them there. And some people have I've seen even seen people putting them in sixth, um, and I've seen people putting them in second. So I, they've been all over the map as far as when I've looked at these predictions. But I have the Rangers in fifth. I um, you know, I, I, that's just it, uh, Russ. What are your thoughts on the Rangers? Or what? No, who do you have at five? Sorry. At five, I have the Flyers, and yep. and I think I think it's great that Konechny and Provorov made it, and I think they will add something for sure. I don't know if Konechny will stay on the second line all year. That'll be uh, an interesting thing to see. That could change in a week or two, and that just could be because of matchups, not because yep. of his ability. He might just be more suited to be on the third line. We'll see. We'll see. He's going to have to really get Jake Voracek going. Otherwise, he will move. There's no way around it. And that's the biggest problem with the Flyers now. If you're on the line with Jake Voracek, if Jake Voracek's not scoring, you end up losing your job. It's not Jake's fault, <laughs> right. but right. this is what happens. And and so yeah. they have to get somebody to click with him, and maybe he's that guy. Provorov yeah. definitely helps their defense. Right now, when Gudis comes back, they'll have some decisions to make. Their, their power play is interesting because – it still looks like as good as Shane Gostaspear is, Mark Streit is still their best power play defenseman. That's the one thing he is still great at. And yeah. and I'm not knocking Gostaspear, but until that sort of changes, that's going to sort of put a weird dynamic there too. So I look at it and I say the Rangers can still beat the Flyers. That's the, the end of the day. Yeah. It, it'll go back and forth. If they played in a series again, it would go to seven. But if I had to match them up, I still think the Rangers would beat them, and I think they would beat them on the goaltending. And so the Flyers' goaltending is good. It's not elite. And right now, once you're moving up in this division, it pretty much has to be elite. And that's the only reason I have them in this spot. Right. Good, good. Five, uh, who do you have, Mike? Five. Five, I have Philadelphia as well. And the thing is, it's like I think for them to climb in this division, Voracek has to have a lot better year than he had last year. He struggled for a long time last year. You know, Shen finished off the season strong. Giroux had his problems with consistency last year. Oh, he's a great player. I mean, the, my area of concern is the fact that 
their best defensemen are their youngest guys. The veteran guys are the ones I think are liabilities. I mean, Andrew McDonald only came up at the end of the year. Strait's a UFA at the end of this year. They, if, if they're not in the race, he gets probably traded at the deadline. The, they, they're heavily dependent on Gostaspear repeating what he did last year, which is going to be tough because teams will adjust to him. And Profiroff at 19 years old being a difference maker. Now, I think that could happen, but I want to see wh whether Gostaspear can do what he did last year. I'm not sure, but I'll be, I'll be interested to watch. But there's a lot of room for, like, growing pains and – and, uh, and 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 rookies who are not consistent. So I, I think they're going to be good. They I think they're going to be in the race for the playoffs, mm -hmm. that second wild card. But I just don't know if I can rate them any higher than fifth. There you go, Jill. I have the exact same thing. Oh five. man, I got I'm going to let you go before Mike next time. Sorry. Um, no, no, it's fine. No, it's totally fine because I had about five minutes to prepare all. These. I know. It's <laughs> um, so, no, like I'm just saying, like in general. So. Yeah, I got you. <clears throat> I mean, this is probably the division I'm most comfortable with, so like five minutes is totally fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's five more than I prepared for. Yeah. Um, I, I did struggle with this one because I, I was considering putting the Rangers here, and in my five minutes of deliberation, I put with the, I want the Flyers. <laughs> one, because I didn't want people to think that I was being biased because uh, I know I am uh, I am from Philly. So, But right. the other reason is that while I do think that the Rangers might be on a downswing, I really genuinely believe the Flyers are on the upswing, and with that comes a lot of growing pains. They have a lot of – they're looking at a lot of their young players to have these crazy – not I shouldn't say crazy, but have great seasons, and that's hard to do. We see that with elite players, that it, it, over a course of an 82-game season, it's really hard. Yeah. And I, I – like Rusty pointed at this, goaltending, to me – I can always count on Henry Blunquist to win games. I can't fully count on that yet in Philadelphia. Yeah. So to me, that's the difference maker. I do think that you're going to see five teams from this division in the playoffs. Uh, and I do think that the Flyers are right on that cusp. It is possible they don't if their rookies get hurt, burn out, whatever. But I do think that you're going to see five teams from this division in the playoffs. Fair enough. Um, all right, let's go to number four. And we will start with Russ this time. Yeah, this is where I have the Rangers. I, I think, you know, Jimmy BC and Peva Buchnevich will help them, but I don't think Buchnevich is going to be great out of the gate. I think he just started to show a little bit more of what I've seen out of him at the end of uh, preseason, so I think it's going to still an adjustment period for him. BC's ready. Like, he, he will definitely help them. He'll fill a void. Uh, will Rick Nash get back to being Rick Nash? I don't know. I've seen a real decline in just his – skills and reflexes like he look he can still pass the puck he can still skate he plays defense you can talk about his 200 foot game but we don't talk about him scoring 40 goals anymore and until he can get back to that or even close to that i kind of have to question because they need that like they, this is every other year player i mean this is his every other year right this is his yeah, but it's, i think it's different than that now i mean and yeah. you can never go by age yeah and we'll we'll see where he's at losing Derek broussard hurts him there's no way around that he was, a, he was a key player. Now, Zabanajad is a heck of a player for them, but again, I do think there's a little bit of an adjustment for him. He actually has a better shot than Broussard, but it's going to take a little while, I think, for him to find his place. Zuccarello is, is again, probably their most valuable player yeah, yeah. And, and will continue to be. And Lundqvist, I think at the end of the day, has shown that, especially in the World Cup, losing all that weight, that's the thinnest I've ever seen him since I've covered him, like ever. Mm -hmm. And so I think at the end of the day, he'll have just enough to get them in, and then we'll see what happens once they're in. They could always make a move. They they already cleared some cap space. Their defense is good. Brady Shea will help. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, all right, I'll go with my number four, which would be the New York Islanders. Um, and I'm going to the Islanders, and people are going to say I'm a homer by doing this. I know they are. 
but I want to point out to everybody that I picked the Flyers to finish in sixth last year. Um, and I have picked the Flyers, I, and it's, that's the second year in a row. This is the first year I've actually picked the Flyers in the top three. But anyway, I'm going to go with the Islanders. And uh, the reason I'm going to go with the Islanders is I do not like – I did not like their offseason. I just didn't – I was really not a fan of it. I, I, If I'm going to tell you that I'm going to make this trade, Akposo, Nielsen, and Mart, Martin for Ladd and Chimera – I don't make that trade. Like I don't make that. That's not a trade I would make if I'm the Islanders. If the, I mean, that's what they did. They they lost three players. They gained two. Really, I think that are significant. And I don't think that's a good trade. I don't. I don't. I think Andrew Ladd is overrated. I think he is. I think he's seven years is ridiculous. I think that was a crazy number. That that was that was even worse to me than the uh, Ryan Kessler signing, which I thought was crazy. Um, but Andrew Ladd. You know, talking to people in Winnipeg, you know, they they said they he didn't really bring that much to the table. I just I don't know, you know, what will happen here. The Islanders have a lot of good young players, obviously, and that's you know something that you have to take into account. But there's a lot of teams with a lot of good young players. I just don't know that you know when you have a lot of good young players, you can put yourself in that as a top three team uh, when none of them are proven. A lot of them aren't proven. Um, they're still trying to find a Tavares. You know, they're still trying to find the player to play with Tavares. That's kind of crazy at this point in his career. You know, I mean, I think that they had they had it. You know, in Akposo, and then they let then they now they're back to trying to find it again. Um, I don't know. So I mean, and 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 again, it's going to be Halak as as is the case with all these teams in this division. It comes down to goaltending. It really this is the division of goaltending. That's what I called it last year, and it, and it really is a division of goaltending. If if you have good goaltending, you can win this division or make the playoffs. If you don't have good goaltending, you won't. Um, and Halak was really good in the, in the world cup of hockey, but you know, he was for sure, but he wasn't, he was, he wasn't unbelievable. I mean, he, he was, he was, he was, I think he was a little bit overrated of how good he was in the world cup of hockey. I think the team was pretty good in front of him. So yeah, that's my th- thinking. So this is where I have the Islanders at number four and Mike, go ahead. Uh, I have the Islanders at four as well uh, for a few little different reasons. I think they're heavily dependent on guys like Anders Lee, Brock Nelson, and Ryan Strom bouncing back from, you know, subpar or disappointing seasons. Yep. And they're also dependent on Barzil and Bouvillier coming in and being able to be, have success playing with Tavares right away. And I think that's putting a lot of pressure on young guys. I think they're both very talented, and if they play with Tavares, maybe they can be successful. But it's you know I I, I think that's a sort of a bridge too far. I mean they they have a decent defense. You know top three of of Boychuk, Letty, and Hamannik is very good. If Halak plays like he did in during during the World Cup, they're in good shape there. But up front is where I'm concerned with them. I think you know if you have John Tavares, you're you're pretty you're, you're okay. You're gonna do pretty well. But if he gets hurt or if there's too much pressure on him to be everything, that could limit them. So I mm-hmm. I think they're gonna end up fourth in that division. Yeah, I'm with you, Joe. So Mike and I. Being on literally every single one right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this happened yesterday too. Yeah, and and start to question even, yourself, Julie, and it's I, I did go before Mike sometimes. For the record, this, I did is sign, this is a sign of brilliance. No, at some point, Bill, you have to start to question this whole thing. It, like, there's. Well, well, no, I said yesterday I did go before Mike sometimes. I know, so. I know, no, I know, and I, I, I believe me, I'm. So, I. <laughs> I almost want to change what I said so that people that way people <laughs> that way people don't think that like I think it explains a lot. I think you're sharing one brain. 
No, like, I think it's okay. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, though. So no, it's like you can picture like a someone has to do a YouTube video of like you know like someone trying to make a decision and Mike on one shoulder and Jillian on the other shoulder. You know, like that's how I see it. Like obviously, know. I'm the devil, right, Doc? Um, just the negative aspect of things. Jillian's positive. I I encourage bad decisions. Decisions. Ask any of my friends. Like they're like, no, oh, let's kidding. get shots. And I'm like, yeah, get shots. I'm gonna take one, but you should do it. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I encourage bad decisions all the time. There you but, have it. Well, life is more fun that way. But yes, I had the Islanders here. Part of me wants to switch and put the Rangers, but <laughs> I that's, But I also feel that way because I do think either of these two teams could very easily switch positions. Yeah. So. Um, very, very, it all depends on, and we saw the amount of injuries that the Islanders had last year and how badly that impacted them. That could very easily happen again this year. So I'm going to, I'm going to stick with the Islanders. That way I don't backtrack on my original thoughts, but we know my, we know my number three now too. So So in case anyone wants to question it, in case Mike doesn't have third as well. You got the Rangers at number three. Um, All right, so I'm going to go number three now, and I'm going to go with the Flyers. This is where I'm putting the Flyers. Um, And I'm putting the Flyers there for a lot of reasons. First off, the uh, fact that, you know, if you took away the first four weeks and the way the Flyers played without Gossesphere last year, they were the second best team in hockey from November on, which is a long time. I mean, that's a long time to be the second best team in hockey. And that is, uh, you know, kind of a staggering thing. And that is without Voracek doing hardly anything at all. Um, That is with a really – and – Voracek will be better. He might. He, who knows if he's going to be back to an eight and a half million dollar player? But he's going to be better than he was last year. Um, Simmons was phenomenal last year. Simmons basically is why they were there. I mean, Simmons. Simmons took over and was apparently talking to people. He was one injury away from being on the being on the Canada World Cup team this year. Um, that's how highly Simmons was being looked at. Um, Braden Shen really did seem to did seem to mature into his own into his own um, for sure and. What we've seen now with Travis Konechny, who I've always been a big fan of, um, and was and last year watching him in preseason, I you know it was obvious this kid had all kinds of talent, and not just talent, but like the the ability to to lift his game and to score at key times, um, and really play it play a tough a tough nosed game. And I've told I've been telling Flyers fans around here for a couple of years that you're going to love this guy. He's going to be one of your favorite players when he gets here. Um, and you know now they're all coming to me and saying, yeah, we're watching him in preseason. He's there. What he's done for Voracek is huge, and that's how he made the team. You're absolutely right, Russ. I mean, like it's they did not want Travis Konechny to make the team. I don't think they they really were okay with him going back another year. But he showed, you know, that he he could really lift Voracek's game, which is something that Giroux and Voracek for some for whatever reason haven't been able to do in Hackstall's system. Um, and I think that it is very. I think that has something to do with it. I think the Hackstall system does not work with Giroux and Voracek together because Hackstall likes them to make all these short passes and not carry the puck. I mean, uh, actually, we, we we could clarify that even more. We're not sure Hextall's system works for Jake Voracek, period. No, we aren't, yeah, because Voracek's game is carrying the puck, right? And that is his game. And, and you know, he is at his best when he's going end-to-end type, yeah. type plays, and that's not what Hextall wants to do. But for whatever reason, it seemed to work with Konechny. Um, and so that's why he's got the going. Now, the two of, two of the Flyers' weaknesses, one was Voracek, obviously. The other was their inability to hold leads at the end of games because they didn't have a shutdown defenseman. And uh, they gave up. I think of the last two years, more goals than any other team has has given up when they had when the other team held their goalie. I mean, it was just uncanny. Um, and this is where Provorov will help the most. I mean, this is where he is. The, I mean, as good as Provorov is offensively, it's really their de- his defense that they need. They need a guy who can come in there and shut 
and help shut a team down at the end of a game. Um, and they didn't have that. They this is where they 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 ran they ran uh, Rakagudis to the ground trying to get him to be that guy, and he's just not that guy. Um, so. That's a that lot to expect of a 19-year-old defenseman. Though. It's a lot to ask, but if any if he's any 19 year old, he's pretty mature. Yeah, if any 19-year-old defenseman can handle it, it seems like he's the guy who could. Um, Goaltending-wise, they're both UFAs, like you said. They were both good last year, um, and although they don't have a number one goalie, they definitely have two better than number two goalies. You know, like, and I think that what plays into this division a lot is that you need your backup to get you points. To and that's that's this division, you have to have two goalies. To, because you have to, you're going to, and, and I think where the Flyers benefit from this is their backups will get them points. Um, and that's why they'll make it in the playoffs. I see them as third, and I see them as, I see them as, as this is going to be a fun year for Flyers fans. I think this is going to be not only having the young guys, but just seeing where Gossesphere goes. It's, it's, it's a good season for Flyers fans. It's, we'll be one of the more exciting ones in a while. Um, all right, so let's go to Russ for number three. For number three, this is where I have the uh, Islanders. Okay. I think. We're forgetting that Ryan Pulock or Pulock, however you want to say it. I know mm-hmm. Dan says it's Pulock. The rest of us will say Pulock uh, has added a lot to their power play. He's got a ninety to a hundred mile an hour slap shot on every shot. That's mm-hmm. a big deal. They haven't had a big shot like that in their power play, so I expect that to improve. I will disagree with Mike in the sense that I would rather see Tavares with Barzal and Bovier than with with Andrew Ladd potentially slowing him down and slowing the play down. Not that Tavares is the most fleet of foot guy, but he does need a certain amount of movement in things to to get him going. I like that. I think Lad's going to add to the locker room. I think that's what they wanted. They wanted someone who's been there and he look, he'll play in the corners, he'll get 20 goals. Like he will do those things. I'm not that worried. I think the Islanders defense is is terrific and I think now the fact that they've gotten Seidenberg, they moved out straight. You know, I wasn't a straight fan. I think it's really good. I think Nick Letty is moving into that next level too because his skating is elite and the league has gotten to the point where now you have to be elite. Oh, Pollock's been sent down? Okay. Because I know that some things were fluid there. But I still like their defense. I'm not, I'm not worried yeah. about it. I, I think the goaltending is, is solidified. I don't think it's perfect. But I think it worked last year. It could work again this year. And, and Hosan could get called up at any time if they send anybody back. So they have a little more depth. And the one other, the one other thing, they do have Shane Prince for the whole year. And I think he's going to score more goals than people think. Yeah, yeah if, like if your young guys come, if the young guys come through, then I agree exact, I agree completely. But I'm just, I'm a little skeptical about everything happening and and guys like Nelson and Lee coming back and having the year like they had two years ago. So this is a division of of, of sections, you know, like the bottom three, the middle three, and the top two, right? That's yeah. like that's that, and you can play them out however you want to play them out. But that's sure. how that's how it comes out, very much so. Mike, go ahead. Uh, third, I have the Rangers. Um, I like the Zabinejad trade. Topping um, Jillian. You yeah, uh, obviously. I like the like Zabinajad trade. I think they have a couple up and coming guys. Like JT Miller is improving. I think Kreider is going to have a big year. Um, maybe taking over you know, the mantle of the scoring that, that Nash seems to be slipping. I think VC is going to be one of the guys who cont- who uh, contends for the Calder. I think, he's, I think he's not a can't miss, but I think he's a very good prospect. 
I like their defense, even though, you know, Girardi and Stahl are slowing down. You know, a guy like Brady Shea, Russ has talked about him a lot as, as somebody who can step in. McDonough is still one of the top defensemen in the league, and Klein is underrated. But it all comes back to Lundqvist. Lundqvist is the rock on this team, and the way he played at the World Cup was encouraging. He's not somebody who seems to be slipping away. I think his I think him, in terms of his goaltending, is more dependable than the Flyers, which is not a bad tandem, or the Islanders. And I think that'll be the difference between mm-hmm. them finishing third or fourth or fifth. That's fair. That's fair. I can see that. Um, yeah, I can definitely see that. Like I said, I can see any of these third, any of those three teams finishing in any order, to be honest. Um, I think the Flyers just have a little bit more. Um, all right, now, now, now we're going to go to the top two. And these are, of course, now we have last year's President's Trophy winner and last year's Stanley Cup Trophy winner. I do want to add here this something real quick. I feel yes. like these top two for me can flip, but like I don't see either of the those three teams bumping into the first or second spot. I feel like there's a divide between the first two, yes. the last three, and then the next. So there, there has to be a caveat here before we give our, our rankings. If, there, if Sidney Crosby has a recurrence of his concussion problems, which came up out of out of the blue in the last few days, then I think Pittsburgh could slip into that middle three. Otherwise, I think they're going to finish first or second. But if if he gets whacked and he, and he's out for 25 games, or you know what happened after he got hit by David Steckel, then you know then that that. That, I disagree because I feel like Malkin yeah. steps up and puts his game into hyperdrive. When I'm with Jill. I'm with Jillian so, on this. I one. feel like no matter what, I feel like they're finishing one or two, unless something, unless they start to slump, which I don't see that happening. Like I see them finishing in the top two, regardless. Yeah, I'm with Jillian on that one. Um, and let's so let's just talk about what we have for each here. So, um, I'm gonna start. You know, um, so why don't we start with Jill? Who do you have second and first? I have the Penguins coming in second. I. Again, this is pretty much the same team they had. We went over this in depth. Pretty much the same team they had last year. But I I think the Capitals have more of the pieces in place for me. It's tough because the Capitals continuously lose in the playoffs. I just think that overall they're a better team. God, it's really tough to make this decision. I don't like this one, but I like the Capitals coming in first better than the Penguins, I do. Um, and I think that the goaltending situation in Pittsburgh could end up being a little bit of a – it might bite him in the butt a little bit because they, they're looking at Murray. The, I see a, a, a people splitting down the middle with this Flurry-Murray situation, which you never know what kind of impact that could have on a goalie. You don't. Well, so. I mean, Russ, the the Penguins have to consider themselves fortunate that they didn't trade Flurry with with Murray being out for you know four or five weeks here at the beginning yeah. of the season because of what happened in the World Cup. Otherwise, you know, they'd be starting Tristan Jerry in goal. Um, but what do you what do you have one two in this division? I I also have the Penguins second because we know Crosby's going to miss time, Murray's missing time, Rust is now going to miss some time. And so, like, this is what we see now from teams that win the Stanley Cup. When they come back the next year, they don't immediately take over their place. It takes almost half a season for these guys to sort of get over the drive that they had to do the season before to become either fully healthy or back to themselves. And so I think based on that, I I like the roster. I see Pouliot's got a final spot. I'm happy for him. I I think now he's going to really do something for them and, and aid to their defense. I think they're good. I mean, they're really good. They know how to win. But at the end of the day, I just think there's a couple of injuries slowing them at the beginning that won't put them in first place. And Kessel had offseason hand – it was hand surgery. Yeah. 
I'm not sure if he's going to be back for the opener. I know that it was. Yeah, I don't know about Kessel either. It's another good point. And yep. so, yeah, you add all those things up, and it's going to be a few losses. I, I know that there was a lot of talk that because he, he had a consecutive game streak that was, uh, I think, over 400 games or something like that. So if, if you know, if if he's out for the first few games of the season, I mean, it's not a tragedy, but you know, it would end yeah. the streak. Um, I I have Pittsburgh second as well. I think that actually, I think the thing. You know, because the same core is back, you know, Mal- Malkin and Crosby and Latang, you know, you've got the goaltending. I think the key for them is whether the kids that were called up with Mike Sullivan after Mike Johnston was fired, you know, the Shearies, the Rusts, the Kunakles, all those players, whether they can repeat the success that they had in the second half of the season and in the playoffs. If they do that, then they'll be, you know, right where they were. If there were flashes in the pan and just, you know, jumping in and, and and building on the momentum, then I think they could take a little bit of a step back. Because we were, I think we all remember the problem with the Penguins up until last year was the fact that they had Crosby, they had Malkin, they had top six guys, but the bottom six did nothing for them. So if they yeah. if, if they can get like the same type of performances out of guys like Cullen and Benino and yep. uh, and Haglin, they're they're good to go. But if they don't, then I think it's going to be troublesome for them. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. All right, so so far we've all picked the same first place team in all of our predictions. Yes. And I'm going to ruin that right now. Sorry. That's fine. Because <laughs> I have to, right? No, but um, no, I'm actually going with Pittsburgh in first. Um, I actually think that, and this is why I think the cap. I think the Peng. I don't think this is a serious injury with Crosby. You're talking to people that I've talked to so far. This, I think, this is way more precautionary. This does not look like, you know, they're just, they're not going to take any chances with him. I mean, and why not give him a little bit of break anyway? You know what I mean? He came, he had just came out of the, the World Cup. He's, they, there's no reason to like Greshman. The Penguins aren't worrying about them making the playoffs. They know where they're at. Um, why I like the Penguins. And, you know, of course, Matt Murray is hurt for a while, but he will be back. And, Really, the difference I see with this Penguins team versus Penguins teams in the past is Matt Murray. Like, that's honestly, you can talk about goaltending all you want, but I mean, you can talk about coaching all you want and the changes that, but you know, I'm going to talk about Matt Murray again because this is the division of goalies. And I'm going to say that Matt Murray, in my opinion, is a young version of Carey Price. And I really do see him at that level. And I think that I've been won over by that. Like, it took me a while to, 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 to make that assessment and i know it might be a little bit crazy many people people no, I, don't, I don't think it's crazy but the one thing you have to sort of put into this and you as a goalie know this mm-hmm. the wrist injury is a tough one for a goalie that's one yeah. of the tougher ones it is very tough and also the the this is what uh, this is the, the thing with goalies has always been this um we've seen a lot of goalies come in and have great early early careers and then what happens in the NHL is they figure out your weakness and then they go at it. They pick at it and 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 they pick at it. So the key to any goalie making it to a carry price like level is to once they've figured out your weakness, if you can beat them at your weakness, you can be a great goalie in the NHL. But so many of them, so many goalies can't, you know, I mean, this is what we've seen with Neuvers is a perfect example. You know, he's an incredible goalie, but then they, you know, and then they realize, okay, if you wait long enough, he'll go down and you can beat him up top. So, that's been Neuver's weakness, right? And at times he, he's been able to beat that weakness and at other times he hasn't. So, you know, I don't know what Matt Murray's weakness is yet. I haven't really seen one. Um, there might be, there, there's gotta be one out there somewhere, somewhere. And I'm, I'm sure that scouts have analyzed him to death and are figuring it out right now as we speak, and they're going to go at that, whatever it is. So, but his ability to calm a team down and his ability to, to just play huge at key moments is very carry price. Like, 
in a lot of ways. Um, and I think that he's going to be a force. I think he's going to be a part of team Canada moving forward. I think he's going to be a force. It's just going to be that that's, he's going to be that kind of goalie. Um, even if, so even if Crosby misses some time, even though Murray misses some time, I think the capitals <laughs> don't have the same kind of, I mean, the caps went through that typical thing that we've seen where a team goes and dominates the regular season and then the next, and then loses in the playoffs. And the next year comes back and has an okay regular season that, that this is, this is very, his very typical, honestly. Um, because they, the, the, the whole thing of winning last year, they were just on this ride, you know, they're Barry Trotz. They're going to be the best team in the world. They're out there. Best team, best, best team, best team. Right. And, um, and, and then they go to the playoffs and after all, after all said and done, they sit back and say, what did we do? You know, like what, what did we accomplish really by being the best team in the NHL, the regular season? So I think that, I think at some point here, you're going to see this, you know, this play out where the Capitals are like are a good team, but they don't have the same drive that they had last year. <clears throat> Sorry, I muted your ass. Um, they don't have the same drive that they had last year and that there'll be a playoff, there'll be a playoff force and all that. But the, I think the Penguins actually might be able to ride the momentum a little bit for So it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a battle between the two teams. I think they're both, they're going to be two of the best teams in hockey. They're going to be right up at the top. Um, and I don't see the Penguins going backwards because of Matt Murray, because they have the goalie. If it was just, if it was just Sheeran and Sheer Sheeran, I always call him Ed Sheeran. <laughs> it was, it was, it was just those guys. Um, then I would say, yeah, you know, I'd say, yeah, yeah but how many not. weeks is it going to take for them to have their Stanley cup roster fully intact like i could see yeah like, rust has his finger injury so he will probably start opening night now and then maybe he drops back out and then someone else yeah. is in and they drop back out when when are we going to see that right, right. that's the key and you're right and that might if that takes long enough then maybe the capitals outpoint them you know factor that in with the with the what always happens which is the stanley cup hangover and then i think you know so you have players coming back late players coming back from injury yeah. and stanley cup hangover that's why I mean, I'm not disputing that I think Murray is, I don't know if he's a generational guy like Price is, but I think he's going to be a very good goaltender. And But for the, for the, for the first month of the season, it's going to be Marc-Andre Fleury. Yeah. Now, that's not a bad plan B to have, but no. you know, it's not going to be Murray. And Murray may struggle early on just because it's going to be his first full season in the league. So we'll right. see. Right, and he could he could win Rookie of the Year this year, remember. I mean, Matt Murray is still in the in the running. He could actually, he actually hasn't played enough games to win rookie of the year. And then, you know, in any year where Austin Matthews wasn't playing, he would have a shot, but he'll have to play enough games this year to be able to do it too. Right. right I'll play enough games again. Right. Exactly. Someone made a joke to me today. They said, if Austin Matthews were, was to go down with a seizing ending injury today, um, he would still get votes for the Calder. Um, which <laughs> is probably true. <laughs> he had that kind of, a, that kind of, that, that good of a first game. Um, you know, we'll see how it all plays out. But um, anyway, good games tonight, guys. Enjoy, enjoy your, enjoy this evening's games tomorrow. Mike. Yes, something. No, no, nothing. I was just. I, I wanted to add one thing about the caps. I did. Please. please. The the biggest thing about the caps, and they could say whatever they want. Their regular day roster might be the biggest in the NHL. They don't have one yeah. guy under six foot, other than Dmitry Orlov is five eleven. He is yeah. the shortest guy, and he's on defense. Every forward is a six foot to six foot four guy, and you know Zach Sanford's a tough guy in corners who could skate well. We'll see if that's going to really be the difference for them because I felt like you know when um, they left some they left some offense down in Hershey. So we'll we'll see how that goes. It's it's tinkering, and yeah. I think the fourth line's better. Eller helps them, but we'll see. And the only thing I the only thing I have to add on them is the fact that you know there's that factor of unfinished business after winning the President's Trophy and falling short against the Penguins. Yeah. And the fact that they have three key UFAs at the end of this year in Oshie and Justin Williams and in Alsner and that the 
the clock is in, is running out in a way on this team to make a serious bid and win a Stanley Cup. Yeah, I mean, this is the best. This is the best team they're going to have for a while. You know, this they're going to lose some of those players, and I also think that they also have this. I also think that Trotz is the perfect coach for these big type players like you're talking about. Like, and I think mm -hmm. it, I think especially guys like Beagle and Wilson and Eller. I mean, I can see all of them just being you know factors this year. They're the one different team in the division because of the size. Yeah. Yep. So I think regular season that'll work and they can grind it out, but I don't know how far they'll get in the playoffs with that. Yeah, in the playoffs last year, they they admitted that speed was their issue against the Penguins. So we'll see. I mean, the speed was everybody's issue against the Penguins, so it's hard to say that, you know, but that is the one thing that separated them perhaps. All right, folks, remember, enjoy the games tonight. A lot of games, a lot of teams, almost all the teams get started by tonight. A few games, few teams are still starting tomorrow. But um, I know it's a lot of fun, and uh, have, have a good time. Remember, without the buzz, it is just hockey. We will talk to you later. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.